Hello, how are you guys? Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to episode number six of Listen, titled Take Number Six. Does tweeting on a burner account count as therapy? I'm your host, Rupal Goyle, but you can call me Roops. This is a show where I give hot takes and social commentary on topics I really have no business giving hot takes about, but I do it anyway. Each week, I cover a different topic with a super cool and qualified featured guest. Last episode, I sat down with librarian and doctoral student Amit Doshi to talk about self-care, meditation, and more that students could do to alleviate that stress from school. This week, we break down the meaning of Finstas, which are fake Instagrams, anonymous Twitter accounts, and therapy for people in the working world. Gratitude and positivity jars are also brought up, which we're really a huge fan of now. My guest this week is a Georgia Tech professor in the Scheller College of Business, Dr. Tiffany Johnson. She's an assistant professor of organizational behavior and the founder of the Institute for Good Work. She's very cool, very talented, and extremely insightful. Now, without further ado, let's roll. And welcome back to the part two of my self-care in the workplace series. I'm Rupal Goyle and I'm sitting here with the wonderful Dr. J. Would you like to introduce yourself? (laughs) Hello, thank you for having me. My name is um, Dr. Tiffany Johnson, Professor J, Dr. J, as my students lovingly call me. I am an assistant professor at Scheller College of Business at Georgia Tech. I'm also the founder of the Institute for Good Work. Oh, so cool. At the good work on Instagram, if yeah. you want to check it Thank out. Thank you. Oh, oh, we love <laughs> shameless out. plugs yeah. on the pod. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and of course. I've been following it since day one. But, you know, since this is a continuation of, you know, the self-care aspects of yourself and mm-hmm. um, the last episode was taking care of yourself at school, I kind of wanted to explore an aspect of taking care of yourself in the workplace. Mm. So, in your opinion, you know, based on your research, on things you've read, your experiences, what are just some ways people can practice self-care in the working world? Yeah, I think it's really important. It's one of my favorite classes to teach when we're in org behavior. Here is stress in organizations or stress in the workplace. And what we talk about in that class is, first of all, understanding what stress is, right? And then understanding what are some of the the points in which we feel stressed. Why do we feel stressed at our job? Is it because it's something that's a part of our actual role? Is it because of something that's happened at home that we're carrying into the workplace or vice versa? So first, just I think understanding where pressure points come in is critical. Just being present with that and being aware of that. It's like one of the first ways that we can practice self-care. Otherwise, we may not practice it because we may not even realize that we're experiencing stress or pressure points. Second, after becoming aware, I think then it's becoming okay with it, accepting the fact that, you know, I am experiencing stress. I'm a human being. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like, why am I feeling stressed? I should be able to handle everything. And I might judge myself sometimes for being stressed out. And I think I have had heard from students that sometimes that's what they experience too, a judgment of the stress that they're experiencing. And so the second step I would say would just be to not judge the fact that you're stressed, to accept it to not judge the fact that you do want and or need to practice self-care. Self-care is getting like a lot of attention. It's a buzzword and people have their opinions about it that differ about whether or not it's it's something that is accessible to all. And I think those are really great conversations to have, but the bottom line is that everybody, every human being needs some form form of care 
um, for for themselves, whether it be going out and spending money on something or just taking some time out to fold their clothes at night or reading a book before they go to bed. Something, right? It's taking 10 minutes to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. I think that like, so, so just being okay with the fact that you are a human being who needs to take care of themselves, I think is a really big one for us in this ever moving constantly, like go, go, go type of world that we're in. And then I think three, like you can practice different things like I just kind of alluded to at home that are really, really small, stopping to take a breath, cooking yourself a meal. Um, I like to give myself manicures and pedicures at home. It's so nice. (laughs) Reading a book for like 15 minutes before bed, setting, um, getting an app on your phone to practice meditation at home. So I like to use the Inside app or Headspace. I don't know if you've heard of those. Those are two apps that... Amit Doshi mentioned no, on the good. last episode. <laughs> okay, good. And you know, he talked about breathing and meditation. Mm-hmm. You guys are hitting all the right notes. Yeah. Those are, I think, just being able to go back to that is critical. Like, not everybody has the same amount of resources, but we all have breath, right? Yes. So we can always go back to that. And that's what I've been learning from the folks who I learned my meditation practices from is like the breath is something that we all have if we're, if we're alive. So come back to that. That's something you can also do in the workplace. Right. So if you are short on time at work, you're running from one meeting to another, or you get a crazy email from a colleague and you're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Not the first or time. Or you're in like a meeting with somebody and you're like stressed out, like you don't agree with them. You can feel your body heating up or you can feel your mind going in all these different directions. The one thing that you still have in that moment is your breath. Right. So what you can do in that moment is... Like, like, like I said before, okay, I'm feeling some pr- some uh, pressure points. I'm feeling stressed. Two, that's okay. I'm human. Three, where's my breath? Let me take a full deep breath right here, right now in this moment before I respond. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> before, let me take care of myself. Because giving ourselves a breath is so nourishing. Yeah. A full breath and actually feeling it is such a nourishing thing for our brain and for our bodies. It, it is it is a form of self of self care to actually pay attention to our breath. Yeah, I didn't realize how shallow my breaths were. Yeah, until my like class. Started, yes, it's like breathe out, full belly breath, right? Just right, like, like really, what's a diaphragm? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to breathe. I don't understand any of it. Yeah, just breathe, just breathing in those moments at work. I would say like sometimes work feels very fast paced, but we can always come back to the breath in those moments. I would also say um, like creating a space in, in the in your workspace. If it's a station or if you have like if you have a full office, oh my gosh, take full rain and making that office a nourishing space for yourself. For example, I have an oil diffuser. <laughs> an oil diffuser Ooh, in my office. And I'll put different oils in there. I have yeah. pictures. I have funny quotes. I have Dunder Mifflin from the office. Oh, I, I see you. <laughs> here in my office. So, like, just different reminders of things that bring me joy. Yeah. Um, I think also are nice to have as ways to kind of take care of yourself in the workplace. Also, like, making friends with some of the people that you work with might be helpful. Sharing lunch with somebody, not isolating ourselves all the time. It's also a really easy accessible way is hopefully people have at least one person in their office that they feel like they can relate to and they can go talk to them and have lunch with them and just laugh yes that's something i think that can also be a form of self-care while at work i know people who over their lunch break will have like a little couch or something like that in their office and take a nap so resting (laughs) over your lunch break might also be helpful and then um 
some of the things that you probably already talked about with other folks before is just making sure like at home that you're also having a full personal life. So that way your work life is not everything yes. to your identity. And, and and now it's more like work-life integration, right? It's, yes. Sometimes it's really hard to really establish balance. It's almost, because then we can judge ourselves for not being balanced. Mm-hmm. But can we integrate to like, to what extent every day can we integrate our work and our personal life in such a way that they flow into each other? They ebb and flow in a very natural way, one that makes sense for us so that we are able to express fully who we are as a person and in our personal life with our friends and family and who we are in the workplace, right? So that they can all kind of flow together. And it's yeah. not so kind of like different, disjointed, disjointed yeah. right? That I think that's the kind of life that over time is not as sustainable. That's yeah. when we start to feel like, I feel like I'm living two different lives yeah. and <clears throat> I need help. It's kind of like connecting the dots back to uh, Domo's episode, which was women in the workplace mm-hmm. and what's it like being a woman. And she was talking about how she leads with a per- like a public persona mm-hmm. um, at work and then a very private personal persona. Mm-hmm. And she has, you know, two different names, really differentiates and... I feel like that's, like you said, like not sustainable and a little unhealthy when you start creating such like, you know, disjointed parts of yourself. Yeah, I just, I feel like over time, it can start to feel like hard. The, you know, when we talk about stress in the workplace Mm -hmm. in our class, we talk about the amount of psychological, physiological, um, and physical strain that some kind of demand has on us. So I feel like that is a really strong um, psychological strain and maybe physical strain that it may work for maybe three, five, maybe even 10 years. Imagine going 15, 20 years doing that, the kind of psychological strain they could have on someone, the cognitive load that that creates and what may need to happen in order to address it. Yeah. So I just like I I've I've experienced that and I don't recommend do trying to do that for a long period of time. I'm not mm-hmm. a psychologist, but I just from my own personal experience know that that can be draining yes. and it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we can find spaces where we can be more of ourselves mm-hmm. um in that space and not have to leave something behind. Exactly. I call them like shades of my personality mm-hmm. instead of just completely different personalities. Mm-hmm. It's I'll, obviously I won't be the crazy RuPaul yeah. I am in the workplace, but I can, you know, let some of that joyful enthusiasm yeah. through sometimes, you know, so you don't have to feel boxed in. Yeah. Can you talk about some of your hobbies? Like this, right? Can, <laughs> like you, this, yeah. can you actually bring that in yeah. and not feel like it's yeah. something that you can't talk about? Because mm-hmm. it's important to who you are and to your development as a human being. And exactly. you want to be in a workplace that yes. fosters that. So another way to take care of yourself in the workplace would be find a culture yes. where you can fit. Right? Yes, organizational, organizational culture. culture. <laughs> oh my gosh. I you know, I tell you this every time I see you, but the the job characteristics theory and model, you know, <laughs> variety, identity, significance, autonomy, mm-hmm. feedback. I think about that every time I evaluate jobs and job offers and how I feel in the workplace because obviously you place different weights on different things that are important to you. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's um, my identity in the workplace Mm -hmm. and like the significance of what I'm doing, um, the feedback I'm getting. Mm -hmm. I may not need the autonomy as Mm -hmm. long as someone is, you know, giving me that guidance. Mm -hmm. And so just like knowing those things about yourself and knowing what culture hits you best Mm -hmm. can make you so much happier. Like you're so much happier at a place that 
might pay you less, but the culture is really, really good versus someplace that sucks the life out of you, <laughs> but pays you the big bucks because yeah. they're sucking the life out mm-hmm. of you. No shade to investment banking, but honestly, <laughs> like... No shade. No shade. I'm going to New York. Yeah. I know how Wall Street is. Some people love those. I mean, if you can, if that doesn't suck the life out of you, bless you. Right? If you thrive on that, yes. go you. Amen. Enjoy. Right. But for those of us who don't, that may not be the best place for us. Yeah. That may not be our best mm-hmm. fit. And we want to be in a place where we can thrive. So I'm so glad that that was helpful for you in terms of your own personal, like you can apply it to your own personal job search. Yes. It goes a long way. Like that's wisdom that's going to (laughs) go. What you just said about like choosing between the financials and the fit, like the cultural is like, it's hard to get to actually come to that point. Yeah. But I think it's great. It's hard to rationalize. And also mm-hmm. like another side note, you guys should definitely look into taking one of those personality tests on the big five ocean, you know, openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, neuroticism. Mm, good job. So I took one. Thank you. <laughs> I, I took this test in a different leadership class I took. And let me tell you, in the spirit of being transparent, I did score a 95 on the neuroticism scale. Uh-huh. And I had to ask my professor afterwards, I was like, what does this mean? And he was like, he looks at me, he's like, Rupal, you're not clinically neurotic. Yeah. I was like, okay. It's not a clinical test. But what does it mean? <laughs> you know, it just means that you respond emotionally to things, mm-hmm. as you can tell from every time I speak. But, <laughs> you know, just like knowing those aspects of yourself, right, is so important. Like, are you yeah. agreeable? Are you psychologically liberal? Do you like getting along with others? Mm-hmm. Do high stress situations cause you extreme anxiety? Me, mm-hmm. my hands up. You know, just like knowing those things can also help with self-care. That's um, a great point. Yeah. Know thyself. Know thyself, right? Period. <laughs> Have a gratitude yeah. journal. Yeah. Like journal a little. Mm-hmm. Write something down. Yeah, a gratitude journal. This year, what I've I've changed my gratitude journaling to um, like little little notes to self, and I put them yes. in a jar. So like <gasps> once a week, I'll write a note, and I'll and after the end of the week, I'll put the date of the of that Monday on it, and I'll put it in a jar. So then at the end of the year, some people have gratitude jars, but I wait. That's to have, so like, cute. I wanted to have like a note to self jar, just yes. like praising, giving, giving yourself like encouragement yeah. notes. And it's so easy. You just like write a little slip and you stick it in there. Yeah. You have no excuse. You, no, it's so easy. And it's right there. And I keep the note on my kitchen counter so I can walk by it when I'm like getting ready to go because that's close to where my door is. I'm like goosebumps shook right now. I think I need to start doing that. Yeah, do that. It's so fun. It's so nice. It's like, oh, that's, that is, that is true. Like, if I'm struggling with, like, a concept, like, yeah. if you're in class or if you're at work and you're like, I have a presentation coming up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You can write yourself a note. Like, you are going to kill that presentation on Monday. <sighs> yes. Or on Friday, you're going to be the best presenter ever. You're going to be, yes. like, Oprah Winfrey up there talking. I wish. <laughs> and you walk past that every day. And it just kind of brings a little smile to your yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, that's that so expensive. cute. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard of that. I love it so yeah. much. You know, my gratitude journal was... And it veered away from gratitude and mourning to me airing my woes and grievances. Mm-hmm. But, you know, anytime I had negative thoughts about someone, mm-hmm. I would very angrily write it in big letters and then cross it out real hard mm. and just, like, be angsty in this journal. And then the next day I'd feel so much better. and be like, oh, who knew? It's kind of like our generation, you know, my weird millennial and I don't know what's the generation that's, like, a little younger mm. than millennials. But, um... We have these things called Finstas, where they're fake Instas, fake Instagrams, and they're private, and they're kind of like diaries people have, 
where you know I have one too. It's very interesting. What? You, you right? It's like you put memes on there and very angsty long captions or fun captions or you know you're complaining about your day and you have a very close group of friends following you. So they usually have oh. like ten followers. And that's our generation's weird form of self-care is airing your grievances on a closed forum on Instagram. Interesting. It's so bizarre. It's like my gratitude journal and my grievance journal all in one. So, what do you think is like? What do you think? Um, how do you think that helps to be able to do it on Instagram with like a closed group of friends? I don't know. It's so I. I've talked about this many times, but I thrive on validation mm-hmm. more than anything else, probably on this planet. <laughs> It's just the aspect of me that's so insecure about my accomplishments that I constantly need people telling me I'm doing a good job or else I'm going to be like, I'm not doing a good job at mm-hmm. all. So the Instagram is my way of airing my woes and having people tell me that, hey, you're justified in that thought. Yeah. Or, hey, you wanted to dial M for murder last night? Makes sense. Uh-huh. I get it. Uh-huh. And it's just all your friends. And you can just let all your friends know at once that you feel like garbage and then the next day it'll be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a double win. It's, a, it's, it's great. It's a double whammy. I killed two birds with one stone. But it's, isn't that just so hmm. bizarre? I'm interested. What are, are there any other um, like generational differences that you can think yeah, of? Yeah, I mean, here? everything on Twitter, right? Mm. People will make you know private Twitter accounts to do the same thing or okay. public Twitter accounts with fake names. Wow. I did that. I may or may not <laughs> still have one. You know, <laughs> where... You have a very public yeah, professional. That is so funny. It's funny. But hmm. that's weird self-care. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Memes, self-care. Memes. Um, roasting people on the internet who don't deserve it. Self-care. self-care. <laughs> this is very interesting. I've graduated on to more mature yeah, things. Yeah, like gratitude okay. journaling. Right. No, I can see the different stages. Right? So that's why I think in the workplace is interesting because you can't... Like, you have to up the type of self-care you do, mm. right? Like, whether it's having a spa day or, yeah, you know, journaling or lighting some candles every once in a while. Yes. You can't, yeah, because some of those things you can, like, some of the things you still can do. But I think with, like, if you're in the workplace, that means you have a paycheck coming, which means you can get, go yeah. maybe go to a spa once a month or something yes. like that. That's something, or a chiropractor. Chiropractics can really, I think, mm-hmm. do some good, re- like, just release... Mm-hmm. If that's your thing, um, it's like a deep tissue massage. massages, hot stones. Ooh, those are always interesting. You know, things that really just kind of pour back into you. I yes. practice yoga and meditation. Ooh, yes. I feel like that has been wonderful in terms of self care. And then I, I will always advocate for professional psychologists, psychiatrists. Yes. That's also talk therapy. So I think talk therapy and then other kind of like yoga type of therapy is combine those two together and. Your self-care game in terms of workplace self-care is like, yes, on fleek, it's, as the kids say. Yes. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's like this holistic self-care, mm-hmm. right? You can't just think that painting your nails is going to fix everything, mm-hmm. but it's going to contribute a little bit to your happiness. And, you know, shoot, that's enough. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take steps that are super drastic, just the little things help and definitely I'm a huge advocate therapy mm-hmm. you know getting help um never feeling alone or boxed up like there are people out there that are professionals yeah. that have learned how to handle these things mm-hmm. you know knowing how to spot the signs of when you need help um I think that's the problem with my generation of millennials and you know the younger folks especially is the reason we have all these weird anonymous twitter and instagram accounts is that we're using the internet as our therapist mm-hmm. and I feel like that's extremely unhealthy you know back in the day when I had a tumblr.com account oh, yeah. you know, that was 
real bad because you would just turn to these strangers and be like, am I feeling validated? Mm -hmm. Like, is this emotion normal? And they'd be like, yeah, I did that too. Mm -hmm. Whereas the therapist would be like, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's not healthy for you. There are other options. (laughs) There are other options, like speaking to a professional. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for you out there on a private Twitter tweeting to the void, please don't do that. Or do that and couple it with a professional. There you go. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm still going to keep my yeah. fake Instagram around. Don't have to make huge life-changing, like, <laughs> you, you know, everyone you out. Don't, don't, don't. It's okay. Just I only live add. in candles. <laughs> candles and love notes. Yeah. No, you can just gently just add one or two things and that yeah. you think are going to be helpful for you and just see how they go. Exactly. You may not like it. You can, you can end it. Exactly. That's why I like thinking about care in the workplace, because mm-hmm. you feel like, like you had said, judging yourself for stress, it gets so amplified in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Even like as an intern, I remember I had a really bad panic attack one day and I was like, why did my body do that to me? Mm-hmm. And my brain's like, because you were suffering and you didn't fix it mm-hmm. when you had the time. And that self-care is preventative. Yeah. You know, yeah, takes care of you ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You just gotta know. I think, like, going back to the point of know thyself. Know thyself. It's really important in the workplace because these are people who are becoming like what, what, it's whether you want them to be or not. They're becoming like a family because you're going to see them all the time. Yes, you're going to be interacting with them almost more than you interact with your family. Yes, or at the same amount if yeah. you're working forty hours a week. So there are often opportunities to be triggered that have nothing to do with them and everything mm-hmm. to do with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yes. That's one way. Other times there are, like I will say there are things that happen. There are cultural aspects of workplaces that mm-hmm. can be dysfunctional in general. Yes. That is another level of triggering and stress. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is just like you're being triggered at points where you haven't processed and kind of figured out how to work through them. Yeah. It's just important to know what those are and to start to like actually dig deeper and figure out ways to address it. So yeah. Deep breathing, learning how to respond in a professional way, but still getting your needs across. Exactly. Very important to, to discuss your needs in the workplace. That's mm-hmm. another form of self-care. Yes. And doing so in a professional way, I think, will take you further than any other way. So. Oh, that's so good. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome. For joining. Uh, I really love how I derailed us. That's okay. To the topic of fake Twitters and Instagrams. No, I, I learned something. I love mutual learning. Yeah. Thank I you mean, for I learned so much me. from you. Might as well pay it forward you a little. a lot. Yeah. Oh, now you can do your research. <laughs> Maybe, maybe have a finsta of your own. <laughs> Please don't ever pick a I won't. I don't think I have enough energy for it. I can barely keep up my own two Instagrams. Right? <laughs> Honestly, it's like, it's so funny for a finsta because when I make a finsta post and it's like 3 a.m. and I'm feeling steel, wake up the next morning and not have any recollection of what it was about. And that's therapeutic. Is mm-hmm. You scream into the void. Someone likes it and tells you, hey, you're valid. Your emotions mm-hmm. are valid. And then you wake up and you're like, I feel so much better. And you can move on. And you can move on. Mm-hmm. You can close it. Just like your gratitude journal. <laughs> just like, or the notes. Gratitude the notes, jar. Gratitude jar. Or, um. A little positivity. Yeah. If it takes you to follow just a positive account on Instagram, just to see some nice quotes every day, do it. Mm-hmm. Just like the little things. That, that's another great idea. See, yeah. you got this. Check, check. <laughs> I've done my You've research. You've done your research. I love positive quotes on any, anywhere, but Instagram yeah. is helpful. I like keep inspiration. I keep a whole Rolodex of inspirational quotes because mm-hmm. there's so many times where 
you can't articulate a certain emotion or feeling and someone else out there already has mm -hmm. and there's always people relating to you like those kind of support groups mm -hmm. therapy groups uh the workplace like the business groups mm -hmm. that you have affinity at work. groups yeah affinity groups mm -hmm. like join people like that see people like you they'll help you get through the problems you're going through and that's why companies have created, you know, mentorship programs, mm -hmm. things like that. So, like, definitely reach out, reaching out to people like that mm -hmm. um, can ease your transition. So, I guess for the people out there that are graduating, yeah, or will eventually graduate, to all you tech folks and other folks listening, you know, you're never alone mm -hmm. in what you do. And self care isn't just I'm gonna write some words in a gratitude journal and call it a day. It's really kind of understanding who you are, mm -hmm. what you do. Um, taking some personality tests on the internet and <laughs> reading into them a little too much sometimes. And accepting all that you find. Yeah. Being kind I've, to yourself in the I'm process. a proud 95% neurotic go. now. You Embrace your neuroticism. Mm -hmm. That's the moral of today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace your neuroticism. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. For thank you for having us. me. Yeah, absolutely. And for the rest of you, cue the music. And check out the good work. Check out the good work at the good work. At the good work. Yes. Please. And now cue the music. <laughs> As I mentioned on the last episode with Amit Doshi, if you guys need any tips on self-care, meditation, or just breathing exercises, please don't hesitate to reach out and I can share some of my tips that I've aggregated so far. I hope you learned something this week and if you're in that stage of life where you're trying to figure out what to do with jobs and work and all of those stressors, just be sure to remember to make your mental health and well-being a priority in that process as well. We're here for you and we're here to support you, so please reach out if you ever have any questions. We're going to pass on the quick quips this week only because I spent so much time talking to Dr. J about Finstas, but keep your eyes peeled on the submission box on my actual pod Insta for next week's though. Send them my way and I will do my very best to hit them. Thanks for listening with me this week on Listen. Make sure to visit our Twitter page at Listen with Roops, our Instagram at Listen with Roops, or Facebook, which is also at Listen with Roops. While you're at it, because I crave validation, as I mentioned on the pod many times and thrive on it, shoot me a comment, like, review, whatever you want. If you want to tell a friend about this pod, that would be a really big ego boost, and I'd also genuinely appreciate it. Also, if you're a fan of The Bachelor, check out take number 6.5, The Bachelor Banter Week 8, where I talked to my good friend Lauren Evans on the side about the most recent Bachelor episode. This limited run of Bachelor-themed additional episodes will drop alongside my normal episodes every week. Thank you so much again and have a wonderful rest of your week.